You've been asking for it. You've been praying for it. You've been leaving threatening voicemails on your mom and dad's answering machine for it. So I put my phone on airplane mode and I'm going to give it to you. It's time for another installment of Viva from Hell with your host, Joe Snee, your leader in non-encoded, region-free, apocalyptic news. I'm coming to you live from the pandemic. Here I am in the backyard. Be honest with you, this is fucking take two. Just talked myself into a corner. So we're going to try this again. Uh, it's been a minute. Jacked my back up a little, doing a fucking some house sitting. Had to have a month of, like, not doing very much. Just doing stretches and drugs, trying to feel better. But I'm going to start this podcast old school. I want to pitch a movie. This is a concept I came up with a long time ago. I was a young man, maybe high school, maybe college. I don't quite remember. Tobey Maguire was still Spider-Man. It's a rom-com. It takes place in a modern city. A version of New York that's dead now. New York that's not quite as terrible as the New York we find ourselves uh, seeing on TV today. This is like New York a decade ago when people still had hope and were able to eat inside restaurants. A young man who goes to law school. Kind of like a, you know, the intelligent jock prototype. Maybe a guy who did crew played like college rugby handsome you know smart enough medium student in the middle there goes to NYU law school and he falls in love with a simple shopkeep girl someone who works at like a chain department store such as a Macy's or one of the recent ones that closed like Neiman Marcus or Lord and Taylor even though she's a simple dunce She's pretty enough, and they fall in love. And they have all, like, the normal rom-com love circumstances you'd expect. They go on some dates. Her friends get jealous. Maybe an ex-boyfriend causes some trouble. Rising and falling action. Everyone's happy. Will his family like her? She's a simpleton who works at a store. Will her family accept him? You know, maybe he's taller than they are, and they have, like, a Gulliver's Travels complex. You can get wild with it. J-Lo shows up to do makeup. The fucking ring bear eats the ring. Uh, there's just problems galore. A hilarious romp. But when they get to the altar, they look each other in the eye. And you can tell they're so deeply in love. Here comes the bride cuts. And then we see the cathedral just burst into a fucking chaos. It's just, it comes down all around. Everyone's smashed. The roof caves in. The crucifix goes through the priest. Rubble falls on grandma. Her head squished. All the cousins, they're under the stations of the cross, you know. Uh, Everything's on fire. Because in the sky above the cathedral, when the marriage was taking place, a supervillain and a superhero got into a fisticuffs. A little Donnybrook. Throwing around some asteroids or whatever. And, uh, you know, our rom-com heroes got fucked up. Sure, they announced their good news in the New York Times, but their bad news is probably going to be on the front page. But the pandemic's come, and uh, I don't even know if that movie would be surprising anymore. Everyone's collateral damage of world events. That's kind of uh, what all those jobs that went away, and all those motherfuckers who were dead, and all the people like being like, am I going to war? I don't fucking know. 
that's uh, that's destiny, I guess. Sometimes destiny comes calling, you know. Sometimes life imitates art. The other day, I was woken up by a policeman rapping at my door like the Raven, and he came to inform me that my car had just been slaughtered in a hit and run with some really really stupid robbers try to escape with a fucking safe they stole from a used car uh, place like a used car dealership they probably would have made it away with $49 but instead they hit my car and uh, they got arrested they didn't get away they like it was a really bungled robbery and it, like it sounds like it could be exciting like, maybe that was like Pulp Fiction you open the safe and fucking it, there was nothing in there it was total fucking just really stupid poorly planned crime, but that's desperation, you know, these are the end of the world, I live on the outskirts of, I live just across the Verrazano, you know, uh, I could see Wu-Tang Clan with a fucking telescope on a clear night, and, uh, if the city rots, the suburbs rot, you know, but that's destiny, and what's my response to destiny, fuck it, that's why I got insurance, I'm not gonna let it bother me, I'm not gonna get roped into nothing, I'm not Derek Vineyard. I'm not trying to teach you a moral lesson. This ain't my problem. <clears throat> That's how I feel about it. Don't, don't become collateral damage more than you need to. And don't react. Freedom is in your ability to prevent reaction. Act. If it doesn't further your fucking intentionality and your will, why, you do, why do it? I don't want to do nothing that sucks ever again in my life. If something does not appeal to me, I just won't do it. If someone asks why, I just say, because I can't. Because I can't. That's just one of my policies. I don't answer questions, and I don't do things I don't want to do. That's how I'm living my life. Sometimes to entertain myself, I will design clothing. I've been having a lot of fun with that. Who wants a name brand anything? Like, what the fuck does Tommy Hilfiger have to say about my life? You know, so I designed my own shit, get it fucking printed up, and I'm having fun with it. I'm calling my brand nihilism. I just take fucking photos that appeal to me, I fuck around with them, and I write the word nihilism. It makes me laugh. I got some other shirt ideas that I want to throw out, have fun with. I like to make one with, like, the suffering Christ and just write Mondays. That made me smile when I thought about it. Something for, like, secretaries to wear on their day off. Something for school teachers to, like, go to the farmer's market in. You know, when they're in the mood to shoplift a little. I have sat about a month back, and that really started a lot of my woes. I didn't know it was going to suck when I agreed to it. I, had, uh, I thought it was going to be amazing. Like... These people had an in-home gym, fucking swimming pool. It was a lovely home, uh, well-appointed. But they also had these two hounds of hell. Big, big, big little, big little Labradors. Like big little liars, these were big little Labradors. Black labs. They were so beautiful, and they just wanted to play all day. But they could run and run, and... Uh, you know, walking those little motherfuckers and walking around a strange house and sleeping in a fucking different bed got my back fucking hollering at me like a motherfucker. So, now I'm out here trying to, you know, calm that down. 
sometimes your back gets so fucked up, you end up like a little crooked or very crooked as the fucking circumstance may be. And like straightening that out, calming down that muscle spasm, that's a full-time job. But, you know, even that I'm not going to quit. But that's why I'm coming to you from hell. Back pain during a pandemic. Couldn't even lift weights for a couple of weeks, three, four weeks, maybe, really, honestly. Maybe I cheated every once in a while and snuck in a couple sets. But, you know, I don't know if it was... Uh, sometimes you don't even lift because it's good for you. You just lift because it's good for your brain. You know, you just need it for fucking the inside. I treat my body like a, it's a fucking RPG character. Like, that's why I can't really play video games. Why up? Why do fake exercise in a video game when you can do real exercise in real life and you can upgrade the character that you actually are? Uh, the one nice thing about house sittings, I finally got to try those fucking Bowflex weights. Not the ones Chris Benoit murdered his family with, but those, like, twist the amount you want, lift them. And it is, like, nice to have one stack of, like, a car battery size uh, weight that, like, can go up to, like, a 9,500 pounds. But, like, when it's on a low-ish weight, like, if you're only doing 40, those things are gigantic, and it, like, kind of feels ridiculous. I would rather stick with true uh, steel, iron, metal weights, you know what I mean? Just pumping iron. But fucking, you know, I'm a big kettlebell proponent. I think that's the ultimate. But I like dumbbells and kettlebells the best. And I just like real metal. I don't like the rubber encased uh, dumbbells. I always feel like they're lighter than they should be. I have a cousin who's like, you know, really into working out. And he really knows his shit. Um, and he always tells me that if, like, you calibrate those weights, they're never quite right. And that, like, you know, metal weights give you truer weights and I feel like from my own experience working out over time that tends to be true but house sitting was weird man so I'm at like a home and gardens style house you got plants outside and shit you got fucking like a gazebo some lights and stuff but it's someone else's house and like everything they have is boring I realize like the average adult has boring shit it's like it's weird how boring everything could be. A lot of places feel like the waiting room of chain restaurants to me. You know, it's like, why is that on your wall? Why why that? Like, what relationship do you have to that fucking farm equipment from the past or fucking football jersey from 1920? Like, this ain't Applebee's. But, uh, yeah, so back pain will fuck you up. Sitting in someone else's backyard will fuck you up. Swimming is nice, but uh, if I'm being honest, it was an above-ground pool. So, was it really that nice of a house? No mean to talk shit, but it is what it is. So, I got my mind set on fucking moving out west, I guess. I think everyone should move after this, no matter if they like where they are or not. I think that's Charlie. Hold on. Now that's our boys, they're just looking for the LZ. But, you know, I've driven all across this country several times, and I've seen most of what it has to offer. And, uh, I like it. I like this country a lot. I think it's a fucking really interesting place with a lot of change over uh, space. You know, 
and I think it's interesting to be in different locations. So, fucking, the pandemic's so boring. If you grew more, it's like, I don't know, I don't have Stockholm Syndrome. I just can't stand sitting still, man. I want to get on the road. I don't even want to move to a place. I just want to move to the fucking road and just, you know, be a wayfarer. I want to do the David Carradine thing. Just go to new towns, kick ass, and solve fucking uh, dilemmas. But the real life, in a lot of ways, is like the Matrix. That's what everyone always says. And, like, the Matrix is in the news all the time. And a lot of people have fucking bring that movie up to me over and over and over again. And I actually hate the Matrix. I never could watch it. I always fall asleep. I just think it's so boring. But this situation, like, has that, like, it's such an easy fucking concept that it's, like, it's troubling to have. That's why it gets returned to. It's like making up the word is or the. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a fundamental, like, the disjuncture between how things are and how they seem. The, the Matrix is a catfish type thing, right? And we're living in that now where, like, there's who you really are physically, spiritually, corporally, like your body, what you think, your mind for real, and what you actually do in your physical form throughout the day. And then there's like the extra matrix shit, which is like how you appear online. It's really the amount of things you almost do digital that you count as like activities. Because when you start breaking it down, like what do people do every day? Someone could be like really busy, but all they did was like sit in one place and they translate their time between several different screens and that counts as activity their creativity takes place on the screen their work takes place on the screen their entertainment takes place on the screen and for different people that's different things but like you know when I was not working out for a minute I hadn't had much to do I just kind of sitting there getting fucked up trying to feel better people would be like why don't you watch TV why don't you play a video game and it's like because that isn't doing anything that's the same as sitting in darkness waiting for light. I would rather just meditate on the nature of fucking reality. Watching television is insane. It's insane. It's like looking in on someone else's dreams and caring about when they wake up. I don't know, I'm on some weird shit now, but I just can't enjoy it. I did have watched some films. I love film. I still love film occasionally. I've watched some great films during the pandemic, but I haven't watched anything I haven't seen already. I recently rewatched Seven Samurai. Uh, masterpiece. Truly a masterpiece. What else have I watched? I watched a couple of the Rambos. Also truly masterpieces. Makes me want to grip this mic and tell you that they drew first blood. <laughs> Uh, I watched The Patriot when this shit kicked off. Uh, what else have I watched? I watched uh, a bunch of shit on fucking YouTube at times. But not really that. I don't know. I watch a podcast here or there. But it's better to just be thoughtful for me. Personally, I feel happier. I don't like consuming outside ideas. I feel like they cheapen the ideas that I have. So I started just really meditating deeply and thinking about like art and like writing and uh, I don't know you know I started writing a couple stories and I've been illustrating the book of Revelation uh, 
which is kind of a project I've been enjoying. I'm not particularly religious. Uh, you know, I'm a hardcore materialist. But I'm very high in openness. Uh, and I believe that no one has a true understanding of the nature of reality or the human's place in that spectacle. And I don't want to foreclose any potentials or possibilities. Although anything that's logically absurd on its face would probably have to be out. The philosopher in me knows that. I think Spinoza was on to... Spinoza's Ethics is one of the greatest books ever written. That guy got to the nature of truth in a way that most people couldn't even uh, anticipate. It's a geometric proof about like the nature of God and fucking ethics and... Like, ev really everything's in there, but it's such, a, it's brilliant. It's been years since I've read it, but uh, I suggest it to anyone who's looking for some, uh, something to think about. There's a bacon shortage. That's what they're telling me. It makes sense, man. If this is hell, you can't have bacon in hell. Bacon is like the fucking one pork product I could never give up. I can disclaim any religion that would ask me to get rid of bacon. Not really disclaim. I just uh, not join. I can't. I can't. Can't do stuff that sucks. So I can't not not eat bacon. But they tell me there's a bacon shortage. So that's how you know we are living in perilous times. Until next time, when I see you motherfuckers at the Thunderdome. This has been an episode of Beaver from Hell. Quick little one just to say what's up. But, uh, oh shit. This would be like the Patreon side of things. So you can tell it's gonna get real loose. I told you the show was over. You should have hung up. But I, I'm gonna keep talking shit. I'm just gonna meander a little though. That's why. That's why I had to play that trickery. That David Blaine level magic. Smoking a bowl. Why did I cut the episode at 18 minutes? My bang energy drink blew over in the winds. It fucking rattled around, and I was afraid it was going to get my microphone wet. But fortunately, it was empty, and that's why it blew over. It's the birthday cake flavor, which is probably my favorite flavor overall. But it has to be cold. Uh, really, every bang has to be cold, or, like, uh, you know, the taste suffers a little. But that is my favorite uh, fucking over-the-counter energy drink. Liz tells me since the pandemic kicked off, I went through about 60 cases of Bang Energy Drink. At least. At least 60, she says. <laughs> she, uh, I don't know what she's trying to say. You know, I think, I don't know if it's a compliment or a critique. But, uh, I quit coffee a while back because I felt like I hate how it tastes. To be honest, I think it tastes pretty bad. I don't like how it tastes like uh, bitter so much. Uh, not. I also think it makes because it makes your mouth feel like it tastes bad. You know what I mean? Like, I think bad breath is a terrible thing. It's an offense to God. So I try to have the freshest breath. And uh, one of my tricks is that I don't really drink coffee. I do have a cold brew, probably like four or five times a year. And I made my own cold brew, which is pretty badass. And on my show notes, I even wrote down uh, fucking my ratio because, like, uh, I didn't want to forget, and this was only paper round, so I'll share that with people. 
One cup of coffee, three cups of water. You get cold brew. You just fucking let it sit, room temperature, overnight, 12 hours or so. It's pretty awesome. Then you strain out the coffee grinds. You got cold brew. Also, that's like a concentrate. You can like water that down after you brew it with more water. I do it with water and oat milk. Throw in a stevia or two sometimes. It's pretty nice. I had a Freudian slip the other day that fucking made me giggle when I thought about it. I said to somebody, I no longer value spiritual possessions. Looks like I'm out of the exorcist game. It's weird to talk about traveling during the pandemic because traveling itself is like a political statement, you know? I'm just following the rules, man. But following those rules, I did go to uh, Rhode Island not that long ago, and I got to visit the lovely town of Newport uh, and a couple other besides. And, uh, you know, I went on a little adventure on the cliff walk around Newport, which is like a lovely little uh, national park or state park, some kind of government-sponsored park where you can fucking walk on pretty steep-ass rocks uh, and look at, like, mansions like the Vanderbilt home, a bunch of, like, swank shit from the past. But uh, what's crazy about it is in the middle of the fucking walk, you get hit with the smell that smells like a bad Chinese food restaurant at first. There's one I used to go past as a kid that used to have these fish tanks that had, like, algae in them and had this very distinct hepatitis C odor that I could, I recognized in Newport. And as you get closer and closer to the smell, it gets overwhelming, you know. But what it is, it's a fucking drainage pipe. And it's just shit. It's straight up feces. Just fucking being pushed out into the ocean. And there's fucking seagulls down there swimming around in it, mucking about. That's how they made the black swans black, you know. They introduced fucking fecal waste into their habitat. Uh, The smell was pretty intense. But... You know, that's a real rich person joke. You can build a wall past my house, but I'm going to dump shit right underneath your feet. But if you can hold your nose, it was honestly one of the best hikes I've ever been on. And uh, it was probably the last beautiful thing I did before I fucking threw a monkey wrench into my spine one more time. State parks are intense, though. You know... There's always, like, the like the parking lot part where it's, like, you can take grandma and be, like, oh, we've been to fucking Fort whatever National Park. But then if you keep going, like, you could straight up die. General, like, you know, it's fucking dangerous. This is, like, a sheer fall into rough ocean here. Uh, there's seals around, so you know there's sharks. Some fucking lady got eaten uh, right off the coast of uh, Cape Cod or some shit, which by water ain't very far, you know. Uh... I dipped my toe in this summer, but not much more than that. Something about the pandemic just makes the ocean seem suspect as well. These are perilous times. But that shit was funny. It's a wild walk, though. Someone has, like, a straight-up, like, uh, authentic Chinese tea house. That was probably the coolest thing I saw. There's a couple, like, into the cliff wall, uh... It looked like the Goo Goo Dolls tunnel out there in L.A. over by Sepulveda, <laughs> but for your feet, which was pretty rad, you know. And it was a, there was, 
like when you first start like like anything like it's the course because when it's like it's safe it looked like fucking an east coast hawaii at first you know but then you keep going and it's just more and more beautiful uh people are fishing towards the end and but yeah so if you're ever up in rhode island i highly suggest the fucking cliff walk of newport i also love rhode island i think it's a real hidden gem of america uh it's one of my top five favorite states Is that my my favorite state's gonna get shaken up by the uh, the changes our country's gonna undergo during these times? I don't know. I'm open to it. Maybe a lot of what I like about places is geographic beauty, though. So it'd be hard to be like the Rockies aren't beautiful. Like they're always gonna be beautiful. Colorado's fucking the best. Then you got California. Like it's parts of California are heaven. I mean. It's just no way around it. It's so beautiful. We're driving on the PCH, seeing people fucking, uh, like, what's that shit? Would they windsurf? Come on, man. Come on, man. <clears throat> oh, I watched a fucking movie on uh, YouTube that was, I hats off to it, called Florida Man. So if you're looking for something to watch, I highly suggest that. I'm about to smoke another bowl. What am I smoking on today? Good question. Remember, as I like. It's also hard to light a lighter in the fucking wind. That's another reason this is hell. A lot of drones in the sky. Amateurish ones that sound like uh, swarms of bees. Very annoying. I don't understand why you'd want to fly around a drone as a grown man. You could work out, get pussy, do drugs. Fuck you, fucking with remote controls for, bro. Some movie ideas I have that I was gonna... I like the whole combine two movies when you pitch your movie. So a couple ones I was fucking around with is Caddyshack meets Lionheart. And then uh, National Lampoon's Exorcist 3. I was also thinking about weightlifting as a fucking magic ceremony. You know, they say magic ceremonies have four components. Intention, focus... Experience completion. I mean, and if that doesn't describe fucking doing a set, like what does? You intend to do a set, you focus on it so your form's good, and like, you know, you count the numbers, you experience the experience of doing that set, and then you complete it. So magic's boring. Magic's working out without weights. A parade of people with masks walks by in front of me. They're carrying Dunkin' Donuts cups. How are they going to get that coffee through those masks? Been cooking a lot of wild game. Been using the slow cooker a lot. One of the best things I made recently was I made a slow-cooked... Bison and duck bolognese with foie gras and port wine. Served it over some uh, gluten-free pasta. I don't fuck with gluten. I don't think it's bad news. I'm not 100% a carnivore, but I'm like 85% a carnivore. 
I don't get carbs. I just don't get it. Like, I, why? What's the point? I don't enjoy them. I never ate bread and felt better. It just makes you feel fucking slow. It makes you feel swollen. You're not, not going to fire on all cylinders with a belly full of carbohydrates, you know? Protein is the fuel. That's how I feel about it. I also will never try any of these impossible burgers or any of this other pussy bullshit. So anyone fucking even suggesting it to me, uh, no thank you. I respectfully do not want it. I can't do anything that sucks, remember? Can't. So I can't eat that because that would suck. It would suck to eat that because it's lame. And I don't do things that are lame. I was vegan for years. I think animal cruelty is terrible. I think factory farming is abysmal, man. I couldn't fucking do that shit. But I eat wild game and I buy fucking animals from local farms. I don't think there's anything morally wrong with, uh, you know, cattle being culled if it lived a fucking okay life. I do think it's shitty to grow up in a fucking cardboard box and be scared by, like, you know, uh, mistreatment at the hands of recovering, probably not recovering, just straight up drug addicts and fucking soon to be felons. People who are in some process of the felon tree, like either you just got, no one wants to work at a slaughterhouse. It's not, I'm not even dissing felons. I'm dissing slaughterhouses. This is hard work. That is a hard, shitty job, man. It's fucking, it's a house of death. I think the animals can smell it and shit, so they know what's up. They know that ain't a good place. Talk about coming to you live from hell. Fucking, let's mic up one of them cows like we're uh, working for PETA. But, you know, local farms ain't doing that pay a little more per pound but you know like where it came from and when you buy beef you're getting uh like one like even chopped meat you're getting like chopped meat from one animal instead of getting what i hear could be up to five to seven hundred different animals per one pound at those super big box stores so just do the math like if eat it's like the gambler's fallacy but of like uh bacteria and viruses and shit each cow is like an independent chance of uh contamination and infection you know, one in four people have herpes. So how many, one in how many cows have mad cow disease? Hopefully fucking real big number, but I'm just trying to limit my exposure by focusing on eating one of God's creatures at a time. My favorite's still emu. So high in protein. It's delicious. So dark. Uh, I like birds. You know, duck's delicious. Emu's delicious. Antelope is amazing. They farm antelope right in Texas. You can get a sent right to your house. Piedmontese beef. Piedmontese beef is awesome. It has a fucking myostatin or some kind of uh, genetic mutation, so it just keeps putting on muscle. It's like a matador's nightmare. And uh, it's super lean and delicious. So I love Piedmontese beef. Wagyu is not for me. I'm a Piedmontese guy. You know, I'm not big on high fat food. I think fat is uh, got a bad rap medically. Uh, it's probably healthier for you than carbohydrates and sugars by a lot. I would rather have uh, fat in my diet than sugars in my diet. But I still think, you know, I would say I try to be like at least 80% protein to all the other shit. That's how I see it. I always end up talking about what I'm eating. I think when you start talking about uh, your body functions too much, that's how you know you lost your fucking mind, though. And uh, the isolation is driving motherfuckers batty.
I'm not gonna call anyone out, but like, how many people are talking about just shit, piss, cum, just like it, you know, they haven't, there's no stimulation. So at least I'm focusing on food still. I haven't let my mind go too bad. But even I think about my eccentricities, you know, when I'm kind of cut off from stimulation. And this has been uh, with my back being jacked up and not really working out as much and kind of just trying to uh, be zen. I have, like, thought a lot about my peculiarities, I guess. For instance, I sleep with the light on. I always have. Uh, and that's not true. It started when I was, like, a late teen. I had a roommate who slept with his eyes open, and I was jealous. And I always kind of had insomnia. And I thought about it. It's like, when are my favorite times sleeping? I had so many nice naps in, like, the sunlight with just the light on my face and that warmth. You know? I felt like I was some... I'm not saying I'm one of those people who feels like they're a fucking cat, but I do appreciate the fucking tactile sense of sunlight uh, or at least light on my face to make it feels good to sleep in the light it just it's pleasant so I thought about that and then I was uh I started sleeping with light on it and over the years I've trained myself that if the light goes off I'm up within seconds within seconds so if someone stands in front of the light source if someone shut the light off if my power went out I'm up uh you know and I'm up in a room full of light so if uh, it's an enemy or an assassin who came to wake me, they're fucked. So I always sleep in the light. I've wired myself that way now. It's annoying, though, because if someone switches the lights off, like, I immediately wake up. You know, we've tested it out, not really on purpose, but I hate being woken up. I feel a little, a little grumpy in those circumstances. But uh, I have wired myself to sleep in the fucking light. I used to sleep during the day in college. I was one of those people who went to bed like in the morning and woke up at like four and just, uh, you know, hung out in the nighttime. Nighttime is the right time. That's a big one. I don't watch television. I guess that's a big difference between me and other people. Uh, I never owned a TV in college or when I went to law school. <coughs> when we got married, my wife had a TV. But, I don't know, it's just not for me. I, maybe that's, like, where I have ADHD is I just really can't sit through watching things. I like music a lot. <clears throat> I like to make playlists uh, and imagine the films I would write to the soundtrack. It's one of my favorite games. I've been enjoying The Misfits a lot. What's old is new again. I've been listening to shit I listened to as a kid. You gotta, like, remind yourself of the good times, you know? Uh, and nothing's more fun than music. You can skateboard to music, you can draw, you can work out, you can, like, do all the stuff you love to do, and you still have, like, that cultural enrichment. Where I feel like television shows require you to focus to really enjoy them. I liked The Sopranos when I saw it. I saw it way after, uh, it was on, and at first I was like, I don't think I'll like this. But then I actually thought it was incredible. It was a really... Like masterful storytelling. So that's probably my favorite television show of all time. And then I did make an exception to watch the TV show Barry on HBO because I loved the concept so much. And, you know, I look forward to seeing where that goes. I always love, like, kind of the, uh, the quirkier HBO shows. And then in law school, 
when I was hanging out uh, with some of my friends who had HBO, we'd watch Curb, because, you know, who can not like Curb? Larry David's the fucking best. Curb's the shit. So that's, like, probably the TV shows I have enjoyed. But other than that, I don't... I don't know. I, like, everything... I mean, I don't care. I just don't care. It's weird to fucking care. Can you imagine if Breaking Bad came on now, and you're, like, fucking locked in your house, and, like, you know, you're in this shit. Maybe, like, some people you love have died, if that's how you believe this is going down. Or maybe you lost your job to the scam-demic, if that's how you see it. But you're going through some fucking duress. Do you really care about Walter White and his fucking problems? Oh, look, he has a new hat. I hope this fucking chemotherapy survivor says threatening words to teens. Damn, he's so tough. That movie, that show is very unrealistic. (laughs) What else can you say? It's a very unrealistic show. I know people love it. One really depressing thing about staying at someone else's house is, like, their food. I don't realize how weird my diet is until, like, I fucking go to someone else's cupboard and it's like, I can't eat anything in your house. I have to just go out and buy hunks of flesh. Like a fucking barbecue. Uh, Generally, I just buy a couple T-bones if I'm, like, at someone's house and I'll just grill up T-bones for myself for every meal (laughs) if I can get away with it. Uh, when I house it, I had five T-bones and some chicken. Uh, that, uh, and that's it. Oh, and I made burgers, but I didn't eat no bread. I try to eat several pounds of meat every day. You know, you can call me Joe Tiger or whatever, probably, because I eat like a tiger. Not that I'd ever own one. They call the hours of 3 to 5 a.m. the hours of the tiger. I'll be honest, my whole life I've been up at those hours. Either I stay up and then go to bed after them, or I wake up around that time. I'm a very early riser. That's why when the cops came a knocking with this robber, I knew some shit went down. It was fucking early. And that's the scariest time to have them knock on your door, to be honest. Because if they're going to come say what's up, it's those creepy morning hours. Uh uh door opens I'm recording okay I've uh, I'm talking to a delivery person they came to deliver uh, something for somebody else that's why these are the patron minutes man I couldn't charge full full price of admission for this no drones flying overhead and nobody has mowed the lawn did for this long. Oh, they might have when I started, right? I never remember that shit. Last time I did this shit, I was like, there's no sirens. That's pretty good. And then in the first fucking minute and a half of playback, it's like, woo, woo, woo. But uh, I got headphones in, and I'm listening to the sound of my voice to make sure I don't sound too ridiculous. I never got back to you on what I'm smoking on. Shit. Dynachem. This is the strain I'm enjoying today is called Dynacam. Uh it's one hundred percent legal of course, and I never ever fucking, you know, admit to nothing. Just getting high, go fuck yourself.
people who act like smoking weed's a big deal fucked me up in 2020. But man, the East Coast is like definitely not the West Coast. And it's bizarre that this is one country under God with one fucking, you know, political system or whatever. And, like, there's just different rules based on which ocean you're looking at. I like both oceans. They're both real good. The Atlantic Ocean's great. The Pacific Ocean's great. Like, you know, if you don't like the sea, I don't even fucking know what to tell you. I love boating, fucking swimming. I like high-class swimming and low-class swimming. I like body surfing, which is... uh so trashy but you feel like a superhero and body surfing is just jumping into giant waves and swimming with them and letting them just fucking thrash you all about they'll flip your feet over tits but uh it's magnificent you know the ocean is the funnest ride i've ever been on never really been big on roller coasters and stuff but i do love like a mountain and the sea I prefer baths to showers. I think that's peculiar, I guess, nowadays. Uh, something about a nice hot bath. Throw some Epsom salt in that motherfucker. Stretch, crack your back, do some trunk twists. Enjoy, like, a seltzer, maybe, if I got it. But at least, like, some cold water or tea. Sipping on a little Irish breakfast right now. You gotta put milk in Irish breakfast tea. I go with oat milk. Gluten-free oat milk. I don't like almond milk. They're killing California. I think almonds are unnecessary. They're all right. I mean, I've enjoyed them in the past. When I found out they were a fucking public health crisis, I don't know. You know, I feel guilty about it. So I'll just, oat milk's fine, especially if it's gluten-free. I don't fuck with gluten, like I've mentioned before. My podcast is a lot like me. It's unreliable and it doesn't follow a schedule. But I enjoy talking shit. I enjoy hearing folks enjoy this. And I plan on continuing recording these. I planned on recording a fun one while I house sat, you know? But then I'll fucking... I can be in a bad mood and be creative, but I can't be uh, in physical pain and be creative. Because I just motherfuck everything up and down, you know. Uh, There's not not much fucking you can do except get high and eat pizza when you're in pain. And I didn't have no pizza. But I'm trying to do this at least twice a month. That's the plan. There's something magnificent about hanging out in my backyard and throwing this shit up and letting folks hear it. I'm on iTunes like Michael Stipe, broadcasting my ideas, uh, silly as they may be, you know, and thank you for listening, thank you, I appreciate it, like I tried to say the first time, but I might have said it with a drawl, see ya at the thunder, this has been an episode of Viva from Hell with your host Joe Snee, until next time, probably twice a month, let's aim for twice a month.